0: Hey friends, I am so excited about this bonus episode. I am talking to my friend, Johanna, all about friendships and connections. She shares some valuable tips on how to get connected, but also a challenging truth. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey friends, it is Carla here with a bonus uh, episode, I almost said exercise, (laughs) flashbacks from my workout this morning. I'm here with a bonus episode and I'm not alone. I am so excited to be joined here by Johanna Smith from the Girls Talking Life podcast and we are going to talk connection and friendships. And before we dive in, I have to be a little bit honest with you guys. This is our second time recording this because I buggered up the first episode or the first time we recorded. And I share that just as a testament to the heart that Johanna has for this conversation. Um, She is just so gracious and has a heart for connection. So thank you, Johanna, for being here. Why don't we start off with you introducing yourself a bit?
1: Thank you, Carla. That was so sweet. I am, gosh, I am a mom and a wife. I live in Central Ohio. I have two girls. They are 14 and 11. And we also have one bad Welsh Terrier puppy. (laughs) He's not really a puppy. He is five years old, but he is part of our family. And I am the host, like you said, of the Girls Talking Life podcast, where I bring on a girl and she shares her story And we also talk about some fun favorites, like maybe her mascara she's wearing or some fun, you know, treats that she's eating. And it's really like time with your girlfriend when you can't be with your girlfriends. But ultimately, I want to encourage women to be with the women in their actual lives and carry on the conversation, continue after the show and spur each other on in that way.
0: I love that. And I've really felt, especially over the last two years, and I don't know what it's been like where you live. I'm in Canada, in Ontario, and we have been locked down for the better part of two years and in isolation and cut off from connection. And people are feeling it. It's like there's this epidemic of loneliness yes. going around. Why is connection so important, do you think?
1: Well, we were created for it, Carla. God himself is in a relationship, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and we were created in his image. So we have something deep inside of us that longs for connection. And
0: I love that we are, we're made in his image and he is a triune God. We're not meant to do it alone. Right. When
1: God created Adam for the first time in the creation process, he said, this is not good. Everything else he said, this is good. But he went on to say, it is not good for man to be alone. So he is in relationship and then he tells us that it's not good for us to be alone. We are created to be in relationship too. And Carlo, when we are together, we grow and we become stronger. Paul in 1 Corinthians, no, I'm sorry, in Romans 1, 11 and 12, he said, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So we belong in community to grow in our faith, to get better together.
0: I love that. So let's take me for an example. I know everything that you're saying is true. We are meant for connection, like my soul yearns for it. But despite that, my head gets in the way. It is really hard for me to connect with other women. I get scared, I get nervous, I get fear of judgment or not being accepted. How do we, especially now as adults, make new connections and break through into relationship with other women?
1: Well, first we want to make sure that our identity is rooted in Christ.
0: Hmm.
1: When we know who we are to him, when we know how much we are loved by him and that he is going to be with us, no matter what happens, it is easier to step out to confidently take that risk to invite other people in. The second thing I would say is look at who you already have. Like you mentioned, the last two years have been really tricky. And I bet there are friendships that have just drifted away, not because of any major you know, fallout, just that we haven't seen each other in a while. So I would encourage you to think about who you already have that you just haven't talked to in a while that you would like to touch base with, that you would like to reconnect with. Then, yes, getting to making new friends. What I would say for this is you have something to offer. You are unique and specially designed and you are needed in community. So what you want to do is you want to look for people where you're already going and you want to get curious about them. What do they have to offer? What might you offer them in return? And get curious and start conversations. And it might sound scary, it is to me too, but I promise if you step out and continually do it, you'll get better with practice. And you will find hopefully several people who are friendship material for you. Everyone is for someone, but maybe not everyone is for you. But once you repeatedly start these conversations and get curious about people, you will find someone who is a good connection for you.
0: And I like how you said you just kind of step out because it's true that we have routines in our lives, but in those routines, we routinely see other people. Like I tend to go to the grocery store the same day of the week and so do other people and we see yes. people. Or I tend to sit in a specific place at church and everyone else. There's there's people that we routinely see We just have to have the courage to interact.
1: Yeah. So have some questions even in your head that, you know, would be a good conversation starter for Mm -hmm. someone, even a compliment. I love your jacket. That is so cute. Where did you get it? It opens the door to more conversation. If you are at a sporting event, I go to my kids, you know, cross country meet or track meet and. You already have something in common because they have a child, probably participating too.
0: Ask ask a question about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so much harder for women to do this? I mean, I look at my husband, and it seems like men can go a long time without talking and then pick things right back up, and they don't need to be in constant communication, and yet their bucket gets full. And with women, we seem to need more, which sometimes can be harder. Why is it so much harder? Why is there this competition or this fear that exists between women that doesn't seem to
1: be with men? I don't know the answer to the why Carla, but it definitely is true. And I think it goes back to that rooting yourself in Christ and knowing who you are in him and being able to appreciate our differences. Mm-hmm ask God to, you know, really show you what someone else needs and try to not fulfill that for them, but try to compliment them in that area. Say, you know, I know that you're really good at this and I could use your help because I'm not that good in this area. Mm -hmm. And it's just really uh, playing off of each other's strengths.
0: Now you kind of teach women exactly how to do this through the Gathering Project. What is that all about?
1: So this is a five-day virtual workshop where I walk you through all the steps to plan, prep, and gather with your girlfriends. So say you do have a group of women you want to get together, I kind of dwindle it down to the easiest steps so you can define a purpose so you can decide how you want your guests to feel and the things that you might want them to experience at your gathering. We talk about putting the right group of people together. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want it to be an intimate group and you want everyone to be on the same friendship level. And sometimes you want it to be a new group of people where maybe none of the women know each other. So we walk through all the different combinations and then we do talk about starting conversations and I even have a set of conversation cards that you can use at your gathering to get women talking.
0: I love that because sometimes we think about connection as this big project, not just the initial conversation, but like, what am I going to invite them to? What am I going to serve? And we put all these pressures on ourselves. And I love how the gathering project comes alongside you and helps to take away some of that pressure, some of that fear. So you can focus on the conversation and, you know, in my experience recently, God really put it on my heart that I had to connect with women because I'm, I've been so bad at it, like so scared. And he and, and I found that starting with prayer, he put people on my heart. I didn't have to sit down and scour my brain. He plopped people who I did not know personally <laughs> into my heart to reach out to and I really think that when we turn our loneliness over to God and when we make space for God to intervene he does yes I mean if he calls us to something he calls us to connection then he is going to equip us as we allow him to do that which we are called to do
1: You are so right. And that also allows us to take the focus off of ourselves. And when you are more focused on the other person, you could be fulfilling an answer to their prayer for friendship.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's not easy and it's not quick. It's not quick, is it? Forming these relationships are not quick. It's not just a one five-minute conversation and you have a new bestie for life, is it?
1: does not usually happen that way. Yes. That conversation just opens the door to maybe then you being the inviter. Mm -hmm. So you invite then after that initial conversation, so you can spend a little bit more time together. And then Jenny Allen in her new book said that it takes about, according to research, about 200 hours to move from acquaintance to a deep friendship. So you have to invest the time and you also have to be authentic. I think it is time plus authenticity that is really going to move you to a deep connection.
0: I love that you shared that point, point. 200 hours, like, gosh, that's a long time. Relationships don't come quick and don't come easy. Um, it has to be something that you prioritize. It has to be a priority in your life. I know we're all busy, but if you don't carve out that time to be intentional they're going to miss the opportunity to bear each other's burdens and sharpen each other and all of that. um, 200 hours. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just like our relationship with God. If we don't prioritize time with God or with our spouse or with anyone, those relationship bonds don't form.
1: In first Corinthians 1558, Paul says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters stand firm, let nothing move you always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And I think part of that part of that work of the Lord is relational labor. So in addition to us investing our time, it is obedience, we are walking in obedience. When we do that work,
0: walking in obedience, when we take time for friendship, that puts a whole other lens on it, Mm -hmm. right? Like when we're saying that this is actually something we're called to do in obedience, man, that's a little bit convicting when we put our own fears and our own worries and our own cares and our own schedules ahead of that. That's, that's an ouch, I think for some of us a good out that we need.
1: Right. Right. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. I grabbed a friend and walked the dog last week. I was already walking the dog. The weather was great. So I asked someone to come along with me. I saw two friends grocery shopping together. And I said, did you guys plan to meet here? And they were like, yes, we planned, you know, to get our chore done and be together. So there are ways that you can bring a friend along And you can still prioritize the relationship, but you can do something you were already planning to do.
0: I love that. That's such good advice. That's such good advice. We make it too big sometimes, and it can be simple. I love that. Is there anything else that you would like to encourage us with in terms of connection or friendships today?
1: I just want you to know that if you are feeling lonely or like you are not connected, you are not alone. I encourage you to keep looking because your friendships are out there. And I would say, ask God to guide you in finding them. Like you said, he may very well bring specific people to mind. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, pick an action step from today's conversation. If that means digging into your Bible to find out who you are in Christ or to remind yourself so that your confidence is built in him, do that if you need to do that first. Reach out to a friend you haven't talked to in a while, if that's what you feel called to do and reconnect or start a conversation with someone new. Just, you know, take one thing and apply it this week.
0: I love that. Now, at the end of every episode, I always share an affirming truth. And I know I asked you to prepare one for today. What truth do you have to share with us?
1: All right, Carla, our truth is that you were created for community.
0: I love that. I love that. Do you have a verse at all that you love to point to in that area?
1: I do. This is Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And it says, let us consider how we We may spur one another on for love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching.
0: I love that. And guys, if you are looking to connect with Johanna and the gathering project, I'm going to have links of that in the show notes. So you can go through her little course and be equipped to be that hostess and connect with other ladies. And you can find her at the girls talking life podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Again, I really appreciate it. You are so gracious and I just really appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Carla. I love chatting with you and I love talking about this topic and I would love to continue encouraging women to be who they are and be in community.
0: Love it. Hey friends, before you go, I want you to know about a resource I have for you. If you struggle with replacing lies with truth, if you struggle with a negative mindset and really rooting your identity in Christ, I want you to go check out my Who You Say I Am biblically-based affirmation cards. They're a great way to learn what God has to say about you to combat lies and replace it with the truth of the word. You can find them at my website or in the link below.